are listening to Apricity. I am joined here by a very special guest. Hi! <laughs> Do I say my name? Yeah, say anything say you want. Say my name. Should we say where we are right now? Yeah. We're currently in Portland, Oregon, settled in the dining room of my mother's house. Drinking tea. What kind of tea you got? I got ginger turmeric, always. What do you got? I have chamomile, both from Trader Joe's. Isabel and I have been drinking. Well, first, I'm joined by Isabel. <laughs> Just anonymous guest here. And I have been drinking three cups of tea at least every night. One every morning. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a midday one. Mm-hmm. We're tea girls. We're tea girls. Yeah. I wouldn't want it any other way. No, neither would I. (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? So my name is Isabel, a.k.a. The Francis Files. I guess I would call myself a storyteller of all kinds. Through written word, visual art, movement, you name it, I'd probably do it. Let's talk about how you got started making videos, Mm -hmm. how I found you. Mm -hmm. I think you just came up on my For You page one day. You slid into my DMs. I 100% did. Oh my god, I love that. What did I say? This is so sweet. I said, hi Angel, August 4th, I told you it was 2021, Uh just wanted to tell you that your videos are so... (laughs) 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 Why did I use the word? Raw. Yeah, your videos are so raw. <laughs> I feel like I could have, like, as someone who claims to be a writer, it's like, a little bit better than that. You're using what you had at your disposal at the time. And, and then, then it was just, like, a lot of responding to each other's stories back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I remember you posted, like, this one photo of yourself. You had, like, this bright green eyeshadow on, and you ha- you're holding a green juice. And I'm like, damn. That bitch is so beautiful. <gasps> and I, like, I don't ever slide up on girlies, like, stories because everyone is so beautiful. But, like, you caught me off guard. And, like, my <laughs> breath was taken away. And I was like, I have to tell her. <laughs> and I stand by it. And the rest is history. Rest. We have been internet friends for, like, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Very casually. More though. than a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, very casually. And then... Two weeks ago? Three Mm. weeks ago? Yeah, I think three. We decided to go on a very spur-of-the-moment road trip. Not very planned out at all. And I flew out here a few days ago from Los Angeles, came to the rain, and I remember driving over here the night I was coming to meet you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I doing right now? (laughs) going to a stranger's house for tea right because we had both of us had never met someone just off of the internet with no mutual connections before no so this was something that we were both like "Hmm?" you're like do you want some tea (laughs) and i was like okay (laughs) and i came in and i knew immediately that we could just talk for hours Mm -hmm. like immediately it was back and forth and just (laughs) (laughs) chatter (laughs) Because of our Sagittarius placements. Mm-hmm. Do you want to share your sun, moon, and rising? So I'm a Sag sun. Love her with my whole heart. Aries moon. She's like on timeout most of the time. 
And then my Scorpio rising. I, like, love her to death. The Scorpio rising is so strong. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think everyone can see that in you because your videos are so emotional. I rarely reach out to people and DM them. Mm-hmm. Like Me too. Every, like, once in a blue moon. I remember seeing your videos and thinking that they were more, like, films mm-hmm. than you being, like, an influencer, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of people are just, like, on TikTok influencers. You know, this is my outfit I wore today. But, like, when I watched your videos, it was like, whoa. That was emotional. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because, like, that just was never my intention. Mm-hmm. It just kind of, like, happened. Because of, like, one video that I made, people were just commenting about, like, how human it was. And I was like, yeah, I do be a human. And I do be living my life. And I do be documenting it. Mm-hmm. Shit ain't pretty a lot of the time. And... I don't know, I've always looked up to, like, Zoella, for example. Mm -hmm. Do you know her? Yeah. I loved her videos when I was younger because she talked about her anxiety that she had. And that was the first time that I recognized something in myself and somebody else online. And so I was like, oh, shit. I didn't know that that was something that you could bring up to the table. Because normally it's, like, beautiful women love to watch it. I just can't participate in it because I feel so silly. Watching your videos immediately, people see, oh, this is a very beautiful girl. But it's, your videos are more about the way you see the world. Mm -hmm. It's like your soul shines through, you know, Mm -hmm. in the videos. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not like, (laughs) no, but it's special. It really is. And I think anyone who has seen your videos feels that way. That makes sense that that is your intention behind the videos to make people feel like, oh, we're both human. Mm-hmm. What was the first video you put out? My very first video on my Francis Files account was, like, probably the most vulnerable shit that, like, I've ever put out, honestly. Like, I just wasn't really thinking. Like, I was talking about the disparities in my life, the things that unfolded that stopped me from feeling good, and just the next steps I was taking on going on a road trip with my best friend Jenny and just wanted to document it and share it. Originally it was just for myself and for my friends and family but it just took off immediately and so I was like okay. From there just kind of turned into what it is now but I'm not really on TikTok anymore because I fucking hate it. (laughs) So how often were you making videos After you first started, like, when did you decide, I'm going to consistently do this? Immediately? Yeah, immediately. I was like, how can I not? It felt like just confirmation from the universe, again, that, like, yeah, you're meant to do shit like this. Like, Mm -hmm. you're meant to share stories. You're meant to share your truth and expand people's hearts and minds. I... Didn't expect it to be in that form, but I know that the form will change with time. I'm not always going to be doing video. I'm not always going to write. I'm not always going to dance. It'll just change with whatever season of life I'm in and how I'm feeling. Well, it's because you're a storyteller. Sometimes I think people feel limited to one platform, but for me it's all about just the story. 
Is it on a podcast? Is it written in my journal? Is it on my TikTok? Is it an Instagram caption? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But it's storytelling. Yeah. That's the base of it. And so I think it's great that you've moved over to YouTube now, and now you're making these beautiful films. I have a confession. Please confess. I had a roommate named Isabel, and she was my first roommate in college. And you fucking hated her, didn't you? No, she was actually great. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But she was I-S-A-B-E-L. So, like, you guys both spelled your names very differently she spells hers the wrong way i like how you spell yours it's interesting yeah it's, it's different it's um isabel yeah <laughs> yeah it's like has some sass to it like, isabel. isabel yeah i love that we also just use our first and middle name for i know shits. yeah see camille isabel hope yeah they just like sound so beautiful and like dainty yeah <laughs> it's like that's actually it. it's very vulnerable uh-huh. and yours is in lowercase right yeah mine's also in lowercase mm. or maybe i changed it recently but there's something about writing in lowercase that's more vulnerable mm. Why so do you do it because it's more vulnerable so you do it on purpose yes it oh. just feels more right mm. even when i text i, f- I don't like capitalizing things mm. Have you noticed everything's lowercase when we text? I don't really think about those things, honestly. Oh, you don't? <laughs> I, like, always pick up on insignificant subtleties. Like, like I don't trust a man that texts in all lowercase. Why is that? They're, like, <laughs> fuckboys? Yes. Yeah, totally. Yes. Honestly, now that you say that, it makes a lot of sense. My green flags. They don't know what their big three are. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. What else? They use emojis ironically. Yeah. They use the reactions on messages. Mm-hmm. Um, like the emphasize. Yeah, yeah me too. I yeah. love that. And guys don't do it that often. No. Okay, <laughs> wait. So we were talking about your big three and then we got distracted. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite aspect of your big three? <sighs> I think my Sagittarius son. I feel like Sagittarius's are just so neutral like they're a really great green space to occupy and I always feel safe when I'm around a Sagittarius just because like I know that they're not judging you and they're just so bubbly and fun and they definitely bring out my child self when Mm -hmm. I'm around Sagittariuses and so I love that about my chart and I feel like I do that for others as well but my Scorpio, like, she's she's kicking and fighting to, like, go through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because my rising sign is Scorpio, it's often, like, off-putting for a lot of people to approach me because I'm, like, I have, like, a bitchy face and I'm, like, just chilling. And I think you're so sweet looking. Really? I would, I would say you're, like, very kind looking. Mm, like, you would approach me at a bar. And yeah. And I'd be, like, if I was in line, girly. yeah, if I was in the bathroom at a bar, mm-hmm. I'd probably try to be your friend. Oh my god. Because I'd be like, she looks nice. Mm, that's yeah. like the biggest compliment. Am I intimidating? I think so. Just really? because you're so beautiful. I'm very intimidated by like very beautiful women just because like competition is so ingrained in us. Mm. And so I'm always like, she's so pretty. Like she's going to think I'm so fuggo. And I don't want to like talk to me. But your energy is very welcoming. Mm. And... Your voice is very welcoming, but, like, your appearance, I wouldn't look at you twice. Like, (laughs) you cut through glass. Like, 
I'm gonna be like thinking about that for like three days now. <laughs> <laughs> like right in my journal tonight. I cut through glass. <laughs> don't you when people compliment you, don't you feel like you think about it forever? If it's like unique, yeah. Yeah. Or like genuine. Yeah. yeah. And you can always tell when it is. Yeah. When meeting girls or like just being friends with girls, how do you feel you've been able to remove the competition aspect of friendship because you and I are quite similar people Mm -hmm. like I I think might be one of the most similar people I've like ever met in my life Mm -hmm. but I don't feel you're competitive with me at all Mm -hmm. even though we kind of do the same thing Mm -hmm. how do you feel you've removed that with others I think I just try to show them not a threat like by being warm, by being inviting, by, like, complimenting them or, like, offering my space to them. Just something of the sort. No competition there. Like, we're just living our lives. Like, we're just girls. We're just girls. (laughs) Like, (laughs) the more that I feel like more girls can put down these things that have been built by men to keep us apart because we're so powerful together Mm -hmm. then the greater the world will be i've been saying that we've both kind of gone through a lot of loneliness Mm -hmm. in our life and i feel so much more powerful when i'm collaborating with other people like i need to be around others i can't do everything alone doing social media is a very lonely job sometimes Mm -hmm. Do you feel that way? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you're just, you know, you're in your own space. You're editing yourself for hours on end. And it's just such a isolating experience when it's just you, yourself, and I. I think it's super important to, like, at least have some form of a community that you meet with regularly so that you're not just enclosed in your chamber and having others that feel similarly or are also working on their own projects and you can like talk about them with each other talk about some like difficulties that you're going through or something that you're really excited to shoot or to write about it makes you more excited about your own art I think because I grew up in such a small town like community Mm. has just always been one of my main priorities yeah let's talk about where you're from so I grew up in the north western region of Maine, tucked away in the mountains, lots of lakes and ponds, and I went to the same school, kindergarten through 12th grade, same exact people, 17 kids in my class, 17, mm -hmm. and that's just what I've been used to, Um, everybody knows everybody, everybody knows like each other's like family lineage, um, your neighbor is basically your family and I'm just like really used to people coming together for events and fundraisers and just supporting one another because when one person goes through something in the town like everybody goes through something if one person experiences like a huge loss collectively like we all feel it the same way and so I find myself like looking for spaces like that with like-minded individuals though because the people I grew around 
I didn't feel very connected to them. And so being able to choose my third space has been really great. So yoga, the library, coffee shops. What else was there? The bookstore. Oh, the bookstore. Today we went to the bookstore Mm -hmm. and we got matching journals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yours has fairies on it Mm -hmm. and mine has mermaids, I think. I thought yours had fairies too. I can't remember if they're like fairies or mermaids. They're they're just something mystical. Yeah. And it's purple, mm. which was my favorite color when I was a child. Mm. What was your favorite color as a child? Orange. Orange. And it still is. Well, it like yellow was my personality for such a long time. Can we talk about how yellow was? You, I know what phase you're talking about. <laughs> you had it's it like, too. Was it like twenty? What year was that when everyone's personality was the color yellow? Mine was. My personality was yellow from, like, 2013 to, like, 2021, probably. Yeah. You too. That was a thing. Mm. I don't know who started it. And yellow looks horrible on me. You look really good in yellow. Really? Yeah, because Belle (laughs) looks... Oh, because of Belle? (laughs) Yeah, she looks beautiful in yellow. Yeah. Maybe I should try it. You should. I haven't... Since I dyed my hair, I'm, like, trying new things. It was lighter, right? Yeah, I have light, like, dirty blonde brown hair, mm. naturally. I'm not a dark brunette, naturally. Mm, it looks yeah. so natural, though. Thank you. <laughs> it's so fun. It's fun to change up your appearance and just mm. try new things. I feel like I've always overthought how I look so much, and I've always been so concerned about, like, what if I don't have the face shape to pull off bangs? But it really doesn't matter your life is too short. If you want to get bangs, get bangs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I just went for it. Do you have a creative process? With films specifically, like my YouTube videos, I do everything backwards. So typically I'll just like film. My dad calls this my artist's intuition. I'll just like film whenever it's calling to me or if I'm like feeling a certain way, like what kind of emotions do I want to drive out of it? So I just get like a collection of these videos together. It's like, how do I get this mosaic of videos together to form a story that has a purpose and conveys whatever emotion I want? And so my editing takes a very long time because I don't pre-plan my shots. And then after my editing, I'll see the gaps and I'll be like, okay, now I need a shot for this little area or I'm talking about this, but I don't have anything to show it. So I'll just like film extra. So like the entire process from like beginning to end probably takes me like three and a half weeks for one video. Wow. Depends on like what it is though. My larger videos, they could take me like a month and a half to just edit. How do you stay so patient? Because I know, I know the feeling at the end. Like, when everything comes together at the end, it's like when you write a paper that you've been putting off for so long and you feel so good just to, like, have it done. Mm. That feeling is what I chase. Like, every single time I create something, it's the completion of it, the sharing it. And I'm like, Mm. oh, that's so good. And you, like, ride that high for, like literally five minutes for me i think not being a perfectionist is so key when you're working on that big of a project Mm. 
and perfectionism is something that I've struggled with so much. You know that. We've talked about it. (laughs) What tips would you give to someone who is struggling with perfectionism? When you're an artist, it's difficult to know when the project is complete because we could always make it better. We could always change the structure of the sentence. We could make this shot longer. We could add some more drums to the song. Like you could always do something else. I just think having your own definition of what perfection is to you and not putting weight on it. Again, it's really not that deep. And from what we've seen, like all the artists I've had, like all of these paintings that they never shared or all these poems that didn't see the light of day, just like Elizabeth Gilbert from Fake Magic. I don't want to just like have this archive of things that I never put out because it was incomplete or it was gross. The idea that I had of what it would be didn't appear that way. Again, it's just like so fucking hard to just stop, to like stop yourself and be like, okay, just step away. Giving yourself space between your projects as well. So like taking like a walk and then coming back you already have like a fresh pair of eyes on it just just completing things and sharing them no matter what half the stuff i put out i don't like i think i look at things and i see what it could have been a lot Mm. of the time because i'm a perfectionist i'm like this shot could have been a little bit further away or you know this one i don't like the lighting in this one i need to change that Mm -hmm. and And even on the podcast, I get that too, where I'm like, I didn't articulate that in a way that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I'll get kind of in my head about things, but what I always tell myself is the process is more important than the product. And just knowing that sometimes you have to say, okay, it's done, and cut yourself off. As an artist, having deadlines and having set times that you're doing things, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Like... For me, I write almost every single day, first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. I'm allowed to go make my coffee, and then I have to write. Mm -hmm. Like, just having discipline helps, I think, with perfectionism tendencies. Mm -hmm. You can't allow yourself to procrastinate on things. Mm -hmm. If you're like, well, it's due at this time, even though it's not really due. Mm -hmm. So... That's my advice. Yeah, totally. It's all about the practice. Mm -hmm. And that way you can, like, implement it into your other projects with that shot that was too far away. And I love the fact, too, that something that you may not be proud of, other people would be like, damn, Mm -hmm. that's a work of art right there. Like, that is beautiful. The amount of times I felt that way about my own work, and then people are like, bravo. I'm like, do you have eyes? Do you have ears? It's are always the sure? one you don't feel proud of. Yeah, yeah. So I just <laughs> Why does it work like that? Yeah, just put everything out. When it comes to creativity, just knowing that creativity is a practice, it's not an inherent trait that you have to be born with. It doesn't have to turn out a certain way. Like, when I'm creating, I just know that some days, like, words are going to flow out on the paper so well mm-hmm. and then other days it can't really be turned into anything mm-hmm. but it's still creativity it's just sometimes it's stronger sometimes it's weaker it'll be like midnight mm-hmm. 
and my creativity will hit and the energy is strong and I just kind of have to flow with it when that happens yeah I think the worst thing you can do is fight when that urge comes Mm -hmm. you can't like plan when you're going to be creative like it just really does happen to Mm -hmm. you I wrote in my journal while we were driving context Mm -hmm. for us talking about creativity I have been listening to the audiobook Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert and today we listened to it in the car and she was talking about having an affair with your creativity and how if you're having an affair with another person you're always going to make time to see them and you don't find time you make time Mm -hmm. like when someone's having an affair they always like somehow have time to slip away for 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with creativity I think is you have to make time and then also I wrote similarly to having an affair you have to let it consume you and it doesn't need to make sense snap snap snaps next topic (laughs) sex 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 baby Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. Let's, Let's talk about, about all the good things and the bad. Oh my bra- god, are you harmonizing? <laughs> <laughs> like I go like a little like- lower. <laughs> no, that was kind of oh, wait. That was kind of good. Was really good. Like, like not gonna lie. Were you a theater kid? No. Okay, no. Do I look I. like one? No, I was just wondering because <laughs> I don't know why I'm always. I feel like I'm friends with theater kids a lot. Okay. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Maybe because you're lacking. I'm lacking the, the zazz. Yeah, yeah. We need each other. I, like, bring them back down to, like, even keel. And they're like, ah. Like, you gotta have that in yeah. friendships. Uh-huh. What do you want to start with? The way that we view sex, how that's changed with our ages, or... I love sex. Yeah. Period. <laughs> you like period sex? Love period, love sex. period sex? Anyone who feels shameful or not open to it, you should just try it. Period It'll sex. It'll open up a whole new world. It will open up a whole new it world. It okay, I, I, like, compare it to shitting in the woods, <laughs> where, like, your body just knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to think about it, and it's, like, the most natural form of doing something. When, when I'm on my period, personally, I feel, like, the most womanly. Like, Me the too. most beautiful, even though, like, I'm not feeling good physically but mm-hmm. i'm just like damn i am a woman having sex with a man that looks at you when you're bleeding and he's like you're sexy as fuck even when you're bleeding like you're just embodying the feminine energy and mm-hmm. it's just pulsating out of you like why would you not want to have sex when you're on your period like that's when you're most horny too mm-hmm. why would you deprive yourself of that and you're doing a blood binding ritual with yes. a man they're gonna love you forever a blood binding <laughs> ritual I okay i don't that. know if that's true or not but <laughs> okay tips for period sex have a um, towel yeah have a towel that's really all you need and like yeah i would just say like have a towel no matter the color you can just like have a designated period sex towel Mm -hmm. like you don't have to ruin any fancy ones that you have that's true make sure that you lay it out no matter where you're gonna go because that shit spreads fast yeah and just know that like it is going to be messy it might be uncomfortable at first i definitely was uncomfortable the first time i had period sex but just seeing like how my partner felt like he was very uplifting about it and made me feel more comfortable so i think whoever you're having sex with 
that should be an important ingredient in the equation. Feeling safe. Yeah. Yeah. Sex is all about feeling safe with someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such, like, I always treated sex as, like, a meaningless exchange. I didn't always treat it that way, but definitely during my hookup era, I was like, whatever. I'll just fuck whoever. And... (laughs) the minute that I switched that and I was like okay actually my energy is super important to me and I'm very sensitive to others around me and I was just with these very low vibrational men that brought exchanging me energies with them yeah 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 you pick up all the energy that that your partner has decentralizing men mm. is challenging in sex, in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're taught to be the prize to be won by guys. We're taught to, like, our worth is determined on how men feel about us. And so, in the past, I've just been like, I want to be the Scarlett Johansson in a man's life. Right. You know? Like, right. I want to be the sex goddess. I want to be the one that. You are. <laughs> Thank you, Queen. Yeah, my Scorpio <laughs> Venus. Yeah. She's sexy. That's like my dream Venus. It's... Scorpio Venus. Mm-hmm. If you're loved by a Scorpio Venus, you're like... Tell that to my exes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> I've always wanted to be, like, the baddest bitch in town for them. And for them. Which is, like, so fucking dumb. I hated so many things that I've done foreman like the, the performances I've done the certain clothes that I've worn just the way that I subtly changed my personality around them their approval was just everything to mm-hmm. me and decentralizing them from your life when you're taught to have them be the center it's like I don't know it's tricky it has to be an active choice and you have to be very conscious of it like I haven't been on any dating apps in years and I'm celibate and I'm choosing to be this entire year I think like I really want to protect myself protect my energy and be the center of my own life as I should be Mm -hmm. as you should be and I think it's so intimidating talking about celibacy hookup culture like shames you mm-hmm. into thinking you have to be a part of it or else you're lame yeah but that's lame that's feeling like you have to do something you don't want to do is lame mm-hmm. and being intentional about who you're with and who you're sharing your energy with that's where it is yeah i think it's like one of the most important things in your um, development of just like your womanhood what makes you feel the most sexy feeling like myself Mm. when do you feel like yourself when i am not overthinking what i'm saying Mm. and i'm not questioning in any way showing up exactly as i am and i feel like around men i have a hard time being myself i'm like friendly but i don't want to share anything about myself Mm -hmm. i don't want them to know about anything I do <laughs> you're like because I don't want to be put down by them mm, I am very you, you like show it 
Yeah, because I want them to feel small mm. because they make me feel so small. I and I don't that. even want to give them the opportunity to have that power over me. So I said it right off the bat. So, like, if a guy, let's say, for example, if a guy, like, teases you about making a video, what would your reaction be? I would be like, and what's your relationship with your mom like? <laughs> like, do you go to bed feeling good about yourself at night? People also want us to speak about spirituality, and I think... What about spirituality? They didn't say anything, they just said spirituality with a star. <laughs> oh, just about finding friends that are like-minded, choosing your friends that aren't in your area. Finding like-minded people? Yeah. How to make friends on the internet? Just like, <laughs> how to make friends, Period. period. How to make friends out of your period. <laughs> <laughs> a blood-binding uh, ritual. Blood-binding rituals. Duh. I feel I've had to go through a period of loneliness in my life in different seasons. I, I think I've had multiple, actually. And as I outgrow friends, it's like, okay, here's another period of loneliness. Oh, wait. Actually, can I interrupt you? Yeah. Something that you talked about on the second day, like our first actual hangout, you were talking about friends of the road versus friends of the heart. And that's something that stuck with me. And I remember like I said in my my voice memos that night, but I just wanted you to mention that again. (laughs) I know that you've mentioned it on your podcast before, but I think it's worth mentioning. Okay, so a friend of the heart is someone that stays in your life probably forever they're your ride or die you have a very deep friendship with them and friends of the heart are very rare because most people in your life are friends of the road a friend of the road is someone who is either in your life for a season or a reason so For example, let's say you have friends that you go out with in college. You don't really resonate with them very deeply, but they're, like, nice people, right? Those would be friends of the road. You probably won't hang out with them again. Mm -hmm. Or a friend of the road would be someone, maybe someone you went through a friend breakup with, and they taught you a lesson that you needed to learn in order to evolve as a human where you helped them evolve as a human. Mm -hmm. I think that in life, I have expected people to be friends of the heart that weren't. Mm -hmm. And not every interaction you're going to have is going to be friends of the heart. Most people only have one. It's super, super rare. I used to expect everyone in my life to become a friend of the heart. And now I understand that a lot of people are just in my life for a season Mm -hmm. or a reason. Mm -hmm. I've experienced loneliness, like, a majority of my life. (laughs) Like, whenever I do find somebody that I connect with, it's just the most joyous occasion because, like you said, it is so rare to come by. I'm not really somebody who entertains the friends of the road. I did in the beginning, thinking that we would be like friends forever and just wanting to have a deeper connection than they were willing because people can only be so intimate with you than they're comfortable with. 
and I'm just a deep feeling emotional person it's very off-putting to a lot of people because it's intense like it's scary because you have to be vulnerable with them you have to share parts of yourself that you don't like that you're not proud of you're just very naked in front of an individual I don't know that just makes me treasure my friends of the heart so much more because I'm like you get it you and I are one it's such a union of your souls just knowing that you're both going to change as individuals like no matter what you won't always be in the same area as them you won't always be in contact with them even but there's that unwritten agreement between the two of you that I got you you got me those periods of loneliness I say periods of loneliness but I really mean just life life is really fucking lonely Mm -hmm. no matter how many friends you have times when we are in solitude we are in isolation we realize those bitches i do have i love them so much and it just makes it so much more beautiful but you just like you love it so much more because you know you won't have it for a long time but like dealing with that loneliness to like push through those really uncomfortable feelings it makes you a better friend because you look for qualities in your friends the ones that you possess in yourself and the more that you spend more time with yourself, the more that you like yourself, I think. So true. Like, nobody can spend so much time with themselves and hate who they are. And if you do, you, like, want to change that because you're like, I'm so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I so hateful? Why am I, like, so negative? Like, shit. I wouldn't want to hang out with me. Why would anyone else want to hang out with me? People can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And so if you want to create really deep friendships it's important to remove yourself from low vibrational people and choose to be alone that's my opinion and it's Mm -hmm. i don't think it's necessarily the right one like i think that could be controversial but i feel i've been someone who gets to experience really really deep friendships in my life and i believe that's because I've chosen solitude over being around people that aren't good for my growth or health. And that's not saying only hang out with people who are perfect. But if someone is unhealthy for you and isn't kind to you or isn't kind to other people, then it's okay to remove yourself and to to choose yourself. Loneliness is a part of that potion. I feel my loneliness has always brought me closer to myself. But you feel like really powerful when you do feel this strong sense of self and you have really strong boundaries mm-hmm. and your expectations are high and they should be like they should not be low to the ground because otherwise yeah you you can be friends with whoever but to have somebody that you just like click with that only happens when you know yourself deeply show up in spaces that you would want your friends to go to or like Sian and I just like find an internet friend because there there's so many people on the internet that I connect with that I just know that I would be really great friends with them if Mm -hmm. I shot them a DM yeah what were your expectations coming into this trip like did you have any my expectations obviously were that I wanted us both to have a good time but like if I left and I was like damn we should not hang out that would have been okay Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. 
you can't force connections and I think the only way you can create connections is just by showing up vulnerably which we both did yeah but it's hard to make deep connections with people I sometimes I'll meet people and I'll be like dang I wish I could have met them like on a deeper level Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just can't and that's not anything wrong with you it's just sometimes friendship is just energy yeah yeah it's just like sometimes I just like to have friends like similar to guys but I just like to do activities with you have different levels of friendship sometimes just have the friend that you see in class you have the friend that you study with you have the friend you go out with like they're just different types of people for different occasions and they don't all have to mean the same thing I have a lot of friends that I feel are great friends. Things aren't that deep, and mm-hmm. we just, like, hang out. Yeah. And I love it. hmm Removing expectation, detachment. I have a whole episode on detachment. I put a lot of love into that one because it's something I've really worked on. And that's not saying you can't, like, everyone forms attachments, but mm-hmm. it's learning to detach from outcomes, from people, from situations. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried cord cutting? I haven't. I've really wanted to try. Yeah. Have you done it? Yeah, I did a lot. Did you feel it? Yeah, I do it. I still have to do it, like, consistently with certain people who I feel try to pull my energy back. Mm. Or if I'm subconsciously trying to pull them back, I will cut the cord. I do, like, a meditation, and I'll write it down. Mm. That's a really great practice. Yeah. Something that I definitely need to implement. I have a really difficult time letting people go in my life even if it's for my best interest it's not always best interest like specifically with friends and I really like what you said earlier about sometimes you don't need a person sometimes they need you and it's not always the most fair to you if you're the one suffering but I think as light workers, as healers like that's just part of the game that it's not always going to benefit you just having honesty with them that's something that i wish that i did a lot more in the beginning stages of friendships like what level of intimacy i can meet them at Mm -hmm. and how much space i have in my heart for them and just what i can provide Mm -hmm. um because i think that sets the tone right away and obviously those things changes with what's on your plate at the time those conversations really help friendships and the development of them and ultimately make it way more sustainable in the long run totally understanding everyone is just doing the best they can Mm -hmm. and so if you reach out to someone and you want to be their friend and maybe they already have three best friends that they're already giving all their energy to and they don't have space for more people in their life to show up for just knowing it's not personal and when you learn things aren't that personal most Mm, of the time yeah you realize that it's just like a lot easier to take chances on people and things like oh I should go on a date with this guy and if it goes badly it's not that personal things are never that personal Mm -hmm. but that's hard it's it takes a lot of meeting your egos people always say where do I start my healing journey Mm. And we were saying that I like I used to think that being on a healing journey was going to yoga and living a completely pure lifestyle where I don't eat meat and I'm constantly trying to rid myself of any sinning or 
anything that's impure and that led to me feeling extremely emotionally detached from the world and lonely Mm -hmm. I think there's this balance of the self-care era where it's like yeah be alone like be by yourself but I isolated myself in attempts to focus on healing I'm doing air quotations and that actually stunted my growth healing is about being involved with the world Mm -hmm. and being I mean obviously if you want to remove meat from your diet and meditate for 40 minutes a day and it makes you feel good I say go for it but for me a lot of healing has not been trying to do things correctly and rather trying to do things just with intention how am I spending my time how do I speak to others how do I am I being kind to myself am I being gentle with other people you know just being really intentional about everything you do is really important learning from other people's stories we talked about how reading memoirs and fiction novels help me have more compassion for others rather than self-help books at times Mm -hmm. where do you think someone starts their healing journey i think we're always in the process of it i think life after high school is just an act of relearning everything that you were taught when you were a kid Mm -hmm. so basically everything that we know is a lie (laughs) and like yeah we have to learn how to reparent ourselves we have to learn how to love we have to learn how to be kind and i think we're taught how to go through the ebbs and flows of life and go through the motions and we're taught like what's socially acceptable to do and what's not my intuition has been the biggest part of my healing journey and that comes with knowing myself and I know myself because I spend so many hours looking into my brain uncovering this darkness the actions are so small and over time they build up like I thought that where I was last year was like this great peak and I was like wow I feel so confident in my sense of self and like everything around me and now a year later I'm like Jesus I had no idea like you're just continually learning just accepting that you know nothing I think that's the start Mm -hmm. just accepting that you don't know what to do you don't know what steps to take you don't know who to turn to you don't know what books to read and no one knows anything yeah no one has any of the answers you have to find it within yourself Mm -hmm. within other people's stories and within your connections with people and within your creative endeavors you'll find so much healing in your creative practices I can't tell you like how good it feels to create something and see parts of myself that I'm healing actively through it without really being conscious of it but because it's a practice that you continuously do I'm not like Elizabeth said I'm not actively destroying myself because I'm actively creating something 
and like Liz says honestly just read big magic like out of the 30 minutes that I heard it hits I just bought the book in the bookstore and I'm so excited to underline like every single sentence yes I resonate a lot with what you just said music is also super healing like even if you're not a musical person Mm -hmm. you don't have rhythm in your body just moving your body to music or just Mm -hmm. like using your vocal cords singing yeah like it creates energy in you and it's always going to be a positive experience what were you singing in the shower earlier did you like it i liked it oh i was an eagle laura marling this Mm. is my favorite song it is the first time i heard this song it was like oh my god this is it what about it i love how she starts in the middle of a story and you're set to figure out your surroundings but she's also very direct and clear on what you're seeing so the first line is so your grandmother sounds to me a woman i would be proud to be and i just love that That, why did that make me right (laughs) why do i have tears in my eyes for me i don't know why am i crying our Sagittarius Mercury's will never shut up. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to talk for, like, three more hours. I, like, I don't think my vocal cords have, like, gotten this much work in, like, three years. Maybe that's why my throat hurts, because <laughs> I just have not spoken this much to somebody else. Isabel and I speak all day long and cannot <laughs> stop talking to each other. Like, morning to night? There, I can't... There's maybe, like, ten minutes, like, yeah. overall. Yeah, like, today silence. in the car we didn't talk for, like, 30 minutes. And I was, like, the longest we yeah, haven't spoken. I was, spoken. like, this is weird. Like, yeah. I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm like, you okay? Yeah, like, <laughs> literally, I was thinking, like, she's not talking, is she okay? Oh, <laughs> we're both so sensitive. That is all for today, because I don't even know how to end this, but this has just been a really comforting episode to record, and I know that everyone will love your videos, <laughs> so go check out her videos. Thank you for having me at this pod. Yeah, yeah, anytime. Come back. Come back soon. Don't say that because I will. Yeah. I hope I see you soon. Oh, you will? Yeah. You'll I know. See me very soon. Yeah, very soon. Adventures to come very soon. Love your friends, Sion and Isabel. We're doing a hand heart. We're doing a hand heart. You, you can't, can't see tell. it, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>